Today, we have Jim Pinchotti on the show. Are you looking for a new investment opportunity in the Tampa market? Population migration to Tampa has created an incredible opportunity for multifamily investors. Jim Pinchotti has 29 years of experience in the Tampa market. Jim and his wife, Rena, are ideally suited as partners for those out-of-state investors looking for boots on the ground. Listen and learn. Before we jump into the intro, look, are you afraid to start investing in real estate? I was also when I started, so I wrote a book called Why Not You to help you push past the fear. You could find it on Amazon by searching my name. On to the intro. Welcome to Darren Batchelder's Real Estate Investing Show. Each week, you will learn how to grow your wealth through real estate investing. Be introduced to the players that are getting it done and learn how you can get involved. And now, here's your host, Darren Batchelder. A little background on Jim Pinchotti before we start the show. Jim and his wife, Rena, live in Tampa, Florida. They work as a team. They both bring many years of real estate experience to the table. Both partners and investors are able to leverage their experience and their local knowledge when investing in the Tampa market. Now, onto the show. Hello, everyone. Today, we have a very special guest. We've got Jim Pinchotti. Jim, appreciate you coming on the show. Darren, uh, I'm uh, honored to be here and thank you for uh, inviting me as a guest. Absolutely. So a little bit on how we know each other. Uh, both Jim and I are part of the same multifamily group out of the Dallas uh, area, Brad Sumrock's group. And uh, Jim and I both were invested in, in the same deal together. And um, we've just kept in touch through, you know, the several years and and uh, he's doing some great things down in Florida. And so I'm interested to hear what he's got going on. Uh, with that, can you share with the listeners how many properties and how many units uh, you're invested in? Yes. Um, well, actually, the first, very first unit I invested in was with you, Darren, actually. Oh, is, is that um, right? Yeah, That's that funny. was the very first one. I invested as an LP. And um, we did uh, we, a variety of LPs. We did like five deals, totaled over 1,800 units as an LP. And then uh, once we got very comfortable and understood the whole format, we felt comfortable moving into the GP position. And since then, we have uh, invested in four different um, apartments here in the Florida area, mainly the Tampa Bay area, four different investments, uh, totaling just over 530 units. Uh, so yeah, so we're, we're in four GP deals and five LP deals. That's awesome. So you live in the Tampa area. So, um, you know, Florida is a market that kind of fits the, you know, if you look at what's important for multifamily investing and what markets are good, everyone says, you know, high population growth, high income growth, high job growth, um, you know, it doesn't hurt to be in, in the Sun Belt and in, in a nice place to live, too. So um, share a little bit about, you know, the Tampa market and, and kind of the markets that you're focused on. Yeah, so I've been in this market for 29 years. So uh, moved here from uh, the Pennsylvania area, the Philadelphia and the Pocono area. And you know, so... One of the real benefits is I've been able to see the growth of this area. And, um, you know, before I got into the multifamily, I, I had a territory that covered like central Florida. So I was up and down all over the place. So I've seen a lot of the growth. And so, you know, being able to see the the migration of the people and more recently, you know, I mean, just really the last five, six, seven, eight years, Florida has really uh, just the migration of the people, the growth. I mean, we see it on every conference we go to, every seminar. They talk about, you know, migration and growth of people and growth of jobs. And and the one thing that I really like uh, about Tampa is it's, you know, we, of course, we have these, it's a beautiful travel area and tourism is amazing here, but we're really a well-diverse 
uh, ec- uh, you know, economy here. I mean, we have a lot of tech. There's a lot of tech companies that are moving here. We have good manufacturing. Um, a, a lot of financial uh, companies are here. So it's a well-diverse economy that can handle um, if like when COVID hit, Tampa did great. Orlando didn't do so good. It's interesting because, you know, if you're not in the Florida market, you kind of just think that, hey, everyone's just going there for the sun. Yeah. Right. You don't think about all the companies that, you know, have good, high paying jobs in in those areas. Yeah. And and like, for instance, you know, my wife, um, a business partner, um, she used to work for Citigroup and Citigroup came came down here from New York years ago. I mean, like 20, 25 years ago, at least. And this is almost becoming like a second headquarters for them. And they continue to bring more people and grow here. Raymond James Financial. Um, now we're getting a lot of the Amazon distribution centers all over the place. So there's just a lot of growth. And, and you know, it's such a business-friendly environment, Florida in general. So, um, yeah, we've been able to, you know, continue to increase, but increase in a good way. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's important because, you know, actually, I'll let you do it. Why, why is population growth so important to investing in multifamily? The housing demand is in low supply. So if the migration continues to come here as it has, it's really hard to continue to build faster than the number of people coming here, right? So um, you're able to have a short supply of, of apartment complexes and a huge demand that needs these. So we can actually, of course, right, you know, um, supply and demand allows us to, to increase the rents um, and get a better return for our investments. I mean, that's so important. I, I saw it during COVID, you know, the property that we're invested to, in together, you know, during COVID, you weren't allowed by law to evict tenants if they weren't paying. Um, you know, which for a, you know, asset owner is is a troubling thing to have happen. But what I found was the minute somebody like left in the middle of the night, you know, maybe they were moving in with their, you know, sister or brother or mom or dad or whatever, um, there was a line of people waiting to move in, you know? And so being in a market that has, population migration growth is so important versus being in another market where if a tenant leaves, you don't know if you're going to be able to fill that unit. A hundred percent. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, we love this market, continue to love Florida. Um, You know, we, we, you know, we do like some other markets, but being that you know, we live here, we know the market so well, we, we've just decided to say, hey, look, we're going to stay focused, at least on the GPN um, in this market for now. And, um, and when the time is right, we'll start to look outside. But well, it, it just makes sense to stay here. I would say, um, look, a lot of GPs want boots on the ground, right? And in the group that we're part of, you know, look, I'm in the Dallas area and, and there's a lot of people in Texas here, you know, that are syndicators and they want to get into different markets, but they need boots on the ground. So I'm, I would imagine that it's a high value to have somebody like yourself that, that lives there and knows that market to partner with somebody that may be out of state. And that's a great partnership. For sure, Darren. Um, you know, I think like, some of the things that you mentioned in your in your book, which I got right here. <laughs> well, thank but, you, thank but, you. I appreciate that. But no, no, no. It, it, it but it's so true because, uh, and when I say that is, you know, people sometimes don't realize what their value is, right? And they want to get into a GP deal, and they're trying to figure out what they can bring bring to the market. And I think that probably took my wife and I a little bit of time when we first joined, you know, our, our group, the Sumrock. Uh, you know, well, really, what's our value? What can we bring, right? And, you know, the more we, more people see that we're here, we've been here for a long time, we've got a couple of deals going, we were approached a lot, right? Maybe once or twice a week sometimes, you know, um, by people in our group, hey, you know, if you're ever, you ever have a deal in Florida, I'd love to, you know, they're looking, you know, to, to partner with you. And so, uh, you know, we've realized that, that, wow, that is a huge, huge value that you can bring 
um, to another group. And, uh, you know, we've, we've tried to stay with a, a couple of partners, uh, that we started with and, um, but we are, you know, we're all looking to branch out as well. So, but, um, it, it's, it's so true that that's a, um, everybody has their niche, right? Yeah, that's huge. And, and you know what, I think for the listeners benefit, what you said is so true. When people get in involved in the industry and even when they're considering getting into the industry, they're, you know, have negative potential beliefs about themselves. Like what value can I provide? And just one, just where you live is, is a huge, you know, there's, and there's a lot of great markets across the country where there's syndicators that don't live there. I mean, you could be living in the Carolinas or in Nashville or in Georgia, Florida, you know, in, in Arizona and Texas, like, there's a lot of different places and there's people that that like the multifamily space that want to invest those in those markets but may not live there. So it could be, you know, and even Texas, well, Texas, there's a lot of syndicators here, right? Well, they could partner with somebody from New York, you know, that, you know, isn't, isn't here. And so that's huge that you guys found that value. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, that was one of the things early on, like, um, we sort of went into the Sumrock, you know, the, our group, um, I would say r- r- rather green, right? I mean, we knew real estate, we knew some things like that, but not really the multifamily so much. And then we learned and we, you know, we, we did all the training, uh, you get to know like, uh, people like yourself, we joined, you know, we, we joined, uh, we invested in those groups, but, um, Still, you know, like, again, it's all about the mindset, right? Like, what can I bring? And then when you actually look out there and you see what's going on, you realize, wow, I I know so much more. And uh, but it was it was trying to understand what that mindset was and what you can bring. And it's um, sometimes people are ready to do it right away. Other times people don't realize until they uh, until people start asking them, hey, would you be interested in partnering? And you're like. Okay. And then you're like, okay, it makes sense, right? I can bring a lot of value to people. Yeah. And in addition, look, everybody has their own network. So like you, you and Rena, you, you guys have connections down in Florida that I don't have. And the other, you know, people that don't have that maybe are are looking to partner with you. So there's different networks that can be leveraged to, you know, introduce other limited partners to get involved. And so that's attractive. I've talked to younger people um, that have reached out on, you know, Instagram or whatever, and they think, well, I don't have that network. And I'm like, well, what about your, you know, your dad, your uncle, your, you know, like your coaches, your teachers, like you have people in your network. It's just a matter of, you know, reaching out to them. And then they're like, well, why would they do business with me? I mean, it's a young guy, like, or I'm, or I'm green. It doesn't have to be age. It could be, hey, I'm, I'm only been in the business for a year. Well, sell your team. Okay, so now you're going to partner with somebody that has 10 properties. Well, you know, this guy saw value in partnering with me, and he's got 10 properties, and the property management company manages 10,000 units. You know, and the lender has approved the deal. Like all those things, you could sell that, you know? And, and so it's, it's important to, but you, you hit it on the head. It's mindset and you have to believe it yourself. Until you believe it yourself, you can't get anybody else to believe it. it it's so true. And like, I'm just going to say, like when we went to like the first R to R and we were talking to people, right? And I'm like, well, how long have you been in, in this group? Like how long? And they've been doing it for two or three years and they've got, let's say they, they've got what we have now, right? Like maybe they, they were, they syndicated four deals and they invested in like three or four or five or six different LP deals. And, you know, like I'm thinking, oh my God, this, like these people, like they're like huge, you right. know? And, and it's like, that's where, you know, that's where you're, we're at now. Right. And I don't feel like I'm huge at all, right? You're just like, I'm still learning. There's so much more to learn and so much more to grow. And, and so it's just, it's amazing uh, where a couple of years it takes you. And then, and then you still have so much more, but you feel like you've accomplished a lot as well. 
Absolutely, and, and now you're in a position, look, when you first get involved, the same thing with me, when I first got involved, I was just thinking about, okay, how do I grow my wealth, you know, for my family? And then all of a sudden, you get down the path, and then there's other people that are like, hey, how did you do it? And you start educating other people. And that, yeah. you know, is something that it maybe, maybe it doesn't have a financial benefit, but it's, it feels pretty darn good. Uh, it, no, it does. And I think at the end of the day, that was one of the things, again, when I, I look back at our group and I look back at like the people that are involved in multifamily um, and that I think sold us on our group, but then also continue in the multifamily field was really like just about everybody we met was willing to help, um, had a, you know, and was about giving back, you know, maybe not everybody, but like the majority of people were like good quality people. And you know what, two or three or four years before that, they were in the same position you were, right. you know, just getting out of corporate America or trying to make a new career. And so, um, yeah, it, it was just a fantastic experience. But, you know, to, to applaud you, like, look, there's, there's, you still have to take action, right? You still have to, it's scary making your first investment, you know, and you have to take that. It's a risk. And, and, you know, I know when I got involved, I met syndicators that were like, Darren, man, I was buying at 30, 40 a door. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to buy at 80 a door. (laughs) And now things are, you know, whatever, 150 a door, but there was no guarantee. Right. But not at all. No, the guarantee is you're going to learn something, right? So we were lucky that we've had, you know, tailwinds behind us. And not only did we learn, but we also, you know, had, had good financial performance as well. I was scared, you know, on the first deal. It's like, you know, you've, we've underwritten all, you know, I went through, you know, I don't know how many times we, <laughs> how many properties we underwrote. And, you know, so we formed a little group, right? I had two other people that I was working with, uh, Brent and San a little bit, and we would meet and we would underwrite deals and we'd look at them. We're going to send LOIs. And, and I, like I read in your book, right. It's, you know, you made it to best and final and you were the, you were only beat up by one group, right. but you know what, if you get second, you're still last. Right. But you know, all that was experience and learning how to win a deal. But, but when you finally got your LOI accepted, I was like, okay, this is the real deal. Right. We got to raise the money. We got to do this. And uh, it was, you know, it was, it was scary, but you know what? You just put one foot in front of the other. You keep moving forward. You have a good group of uh, network of people. If you have questions um, and you hopefully have partnered with some people that have different skill sets than you. And, and then you just, you know, you, you, you learn and go and, and you ask, you know, mentors and people to, you know, for assistance and you get it done. You just keep moving forward. And on those large deals, I mean, look, there's people out there that go out and they buy a duplex and then a fourplex and an eightplex and 12plex and, and you, you can certainly do that. Um, but you don't have the partner to ask, right? Where you could be completely green in this space and then partner with somebody that has five deals or 10 deals. And then when you, you're going through the process for the first time, you know, it's not their first time. So they can give mm-hmm. you advice, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's huge. I mean, that's, that's huge. It, it, it really is. And then that's, that's where again, right. It's about, um, like this past weekend, you know, we had the, the, the Christmas party and there was like an educational session. Um, and it was really just talking about a bunch of things, but one of the main topics, uh, that they brought up was, uh, picking your, your team and then making sure you have clearly defined roles. You know, each person has clearly defined roles. So, um, I would say, you know, in the beginning, you know, we, we sort of had roles, but they were sort of, you know, in between each other. Right. And I think that's one of the learning things is, you know, make sure you have those clearly defined roles, but it all worked out, but, um, but of course, if you have people that, like you said, have had experience, you, you leverage that. And, uh, and that, that's, that's the beauty of the group. And I don't know if you found this, but like, it was eye opening to me 
in these having these kind of, I don't know what you want to call them, speed dating, uh, you know, partner, you know, discussions, whatever they are. Um, but people will get to the point pretty quickly in terms of, you know, what they're looking for and ask you for your, you know, where your financial net worth is and your liquidity and, you know, what value you can bring. And if it's not a fit for them, they, they're like quick to be on to the next one, right? They're, yeah. they're the, you know, they want to build relationships, but they also want to build relationships with the right people that can be synergistic and could form a win-win partnership for both parties. Yeah, 100%. I mean, again, in the very beginning when someone would be like, so how many units are you, do you have? What's your net worth? What do you think you can raise? Right. And I'm like, uh, uh, like, uh, I, is he know, really I asking me you. that? I know you. Right. <laughs> exactly. And where now it's like you, you meet people and it's, it's pretty much common conversation, right? If you're talking about maybe doing a partnership. So, um, where it was like very for, forward, you know, in, yeah, in you, North, you with, almost North, feel North. like it's defense, you're defensive or you're whatever, like on guard, um, but then you realize that, look, it's it's important and it, people need to cut to the chase and, you know, they're doing it efficiently and and you'd rather find out now, you know, than, you know, spend a month, you know, talking to this person to find out that, look, you're both good at the same thing. You know, you both want to do the same thing. Well, you just wait, both wasted your time. No, it's so true. And, and just one, I, I got a buddy from, from high school and he's just like, he just killed it, but he was more in the industrial market. And, um, he used to live here in Tampa. He's been out in Utah now, but every once in a while he gives me a call and I'm like, how you doing? And he's like, I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, uh, my net, you know, my net worth is like 200 million. And I just added a couple more deals. And, but he's, but like, it seems like when you talk with people more on that level, it's not uncomfortable for them to even talk about it, you know? Right. right. And, and, but you know, and I tell him where we're at, he's like, Oh man, I'm so happy you got, you're doing great. You're growing, you know, and they're happy for you as well. But, but again, it's a different language, you know, and, and they're more comfortable talking there. Yeah. Different language and, and mindset, abundance mindset. So, you know, some people outside that world think that, if, well, if you get this, then that's so, that's that much less that they can get. But but in this group, I've just seen so many people help the next guy so that they can level up, you know, and then the same thing happens for them. Even when they, after they get 5,000, 10,000 units, there's always somebody that has more, you know, that they, they can oh. leverage. <laughs> so what type of partners are you looking for? Yeah. So, I mean, we're looking for um, partners that I think have a, have a good, uh, financial background. When I say financial, I think more on the lending that understand the lending market, uh, really well, um, that are also, um, uh, you know, good, you know, uh, understand good operations and, um, and that are very good with legal, right? So understanding the legal paperwork, the legal, um, ramifications of contracts and everything like that, whether you're looking at, you know, when you're, when you're signing the contract or when you're looking at the legal side rate right, with the lending or, you know, uh, underwriting the insurance. Um, because right now we, we do a lot, of course, we do a lot of the asset management. We do a lot of, um, a, a lot of times I handle the insurance. Um, I'm handling uh, the property manager. So, but you know, when you have that other group that can handle that part, the, the other part, do a lot of the analyzing, is it, it would be a good complement for, for what we're looking for. And then also capital raisers are always something you can never have enough of. So if you are a sponsor, if you're a general partner and you live <laughs> out of state, you know, Jim and Rena are local in Tampa. They are boots on the ground. They can be involved in asset management on the insurance side. They can capital raise also. Um, definitely consider them because I, I say that because, and I don't typically do that on a lot of these shows, but there's not a ton of boots on the ground in Florida. And Florida is a, is a very strong market. And so I think that you really have, you know, uh, you really have something unique that you can, 
you know, show as value is, is being boots on the ground. You know, you know, there's that, you know, the boots on the ground is, is certainly one part of it. Um, you know, you know, the other part that, that I don't, I'm not sure if you actually know, but um, we both have a broker's license here in Florida. So we're both real estate brokers. Um, Rena has remained uh, with Caldwell Banker and she handles some of the residential there, but then works with me on the commercial. I've sort of kept my own uh, independent firm and uh, we recently, our son started working for us. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, so not, so is, you know, we're, we're obviously focused on the multifamily, but we're always looking at the market. We get data. Um, we get to see different. Not only looking, man, I see, I see posts all the time. <laughs> you guys are closing deals. That's <laughs> trying to do it. You know, we're just I trying to keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's fine because as much as we've stayed, we stay busy on the asset management and looking at new deals and touring and underwriting, um, you know, Rena's like, I think like in the month of August, she was for Caldwell Banker in our region. She was like number one in um, listings and, and uh, uh, total revenue. And so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's been great. Um, you know, we're, we're real estate professionals. We're in it 100%. And, you know, we have our focus in multifamily and then we also have our brokerage. So we're, we're understanding the market and uh, whether it's residential or, or commercial. So we're mainly talking multifamily, but I know that you also got involved with like a senior living facility. Am I right? Yes. Yes. So, correct. Um, yeah. Share a little bit about that and, and why did you do that compared to, you know, multifamily? Yeah. So, you know, they, they call it the, the silver tsunami. <laughs> so, right. So literally uh, every day, 10,000 people a day turn 65. And here in Florida, uh, of course, we have uh, a large population of seniors. And so um, one, of, one of the multifamily um, syndicators that, that, that we actually invested in, actually it was after you, Darren, um, I got involved with a deal in Phoenix and uh, Brent, Brent Ritchie, okay. who yeah. you had interviewed, he's, right? And he's moved down, down your way now too, right? He's... Yeah, he's an hour south. Okay. Yeah, so he's in Sarasota. Yeah, so, but um, Brent um, called me and we were talking and he had, he was working with a group that was looking to do this uh, memory care assisted living facility and um, wanted me to look at the land contract. Long story short, uh, because I had the real estate license down here. So we looked at it and we made a couple changes to it and then he sent it back in. And then, um, you know, we started talking about the, the, the senior market and the multifamily. And I think at one point, like in 19, people were like, ah, oh, the market's getting so hot. You know, is there something else we should start to look at, right? Because prices were going up. So we, we, you know, analyzed it and he asked me if I would want to be um, a part of the team going forward. And, and it made sense. So I said, you know, I would love to. And so... Um, so we, it's, in, it's in the villages, which is about an hour or so north of, of Tampa, which is like the number one senior uh, center in, in well, I think it's in the United States, to be honest with you. And which has a reputation for a lot of different things. <laughs> not going there. <laughs> We're not there, going there. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a senior, you can have a lot of fun, I think, right? But um, anyway, so uh, it, was, it, was in, it was on one of the main, main roads running through the villages and it was a really good location. It's a ground up. And so um, we are still in the construction stage of it. So, but we did get involved with that. It's 120, it's scheduled to be 120 units. It'll be 144 beds, uh, primarily memory care. Uh, but we are looking to possibly change that mix a little bit from memory care to memory care and assisted living. Gotcha. So, Look, I mean, one, you're going into a different asset class. Um, two, you're learning about being able to, to pivot, right, based on, on demand. Um, three, you're, you're seeing ground-up construction, you know, versus buying an existing cash-flowing property and, you know, pros and cons of doing that and different challenges associated with that. So, I mean, all those are like, major learning lessons being in the, in the real estate market, you know? They really are. I mean, again, it comes down to your team, right? I mean, it, like it, we, it just keeps going back to that. And, and that was one of the things I think in the beginning 
that I had to like get out of my head because I think all of us, and maybe not, but are like when I first was doing real estate, you know, we're buying individual properties, doing all the work, you know, like it was a one man show, two man show, Rena and I, you know, but uh, this ground up, we had to have a good architect, right? And thank God he was a good architect that was connected with the city, that knew all the players in the city, right? And then, you know, you had to get all the permits and you had to have the right, like, management company that focused on on uh, memory care. And, um, you know, there was just so many phases and steps involved in it. And it was like, you don't have to know everything, right? Like, it was a little mind boggling. You go to a meeting and I, I'm sitting in a meeting with the uh um, the zoning and, and permitting department. And thank God I had two other people there. I didn't say a word. <laughs> I just listened. But, you know, they're talking about, again, you're you're just absorbing and listening and understanding. So the next time, or if you have to go to a meeting and they're not there, now you have some more knowledge. But it was, again, about having the right team in place. And uh, thank God we had some really good players on the team. You know, for listeners, I think you just said something really important. Like, you don't have to know everything. That, that's so key because, and when people talk about networking, right? So networking, you know, you could be focused on trying to find partners. You could be focused on trying to find, you know, limited partners to invest in your deals. Um, Sometimes, you know, I just meet people that are in the space and share stories and maybe we're not even going to do anything together, but then Something comes up and I'm like, oh, you know what? He's got experience with this. And I could just call and get an answer. Like, so that networking doesn't have to be a partnership or being, you don't even have to be invested in the same deal. You can leverage the experience of others by getting to know people. Uh, 100%. And, and uh, again, it's, it's, uh, being open to learning. Right. And I think also, I don't want to say have enough confidence, but having confidence in yourself that you don't, again, you don't have to know everything. Right. And, and ask questions. Like um, if you don't know it, it like doesn't have to be a stupid question or just say, hey, look, I haven't really, this isn't my forte. Can you explain this a little bit more? So and, you, said, um, you said have confidence. Like there, there's, so many people in this space say, all right, what's your advice to somebody new coming to the industry? Everyone's, everyone says, get educated. And I agree with that, get educated. But, you know, after you listen to podcasts and you read books and you talk to people and, you know, at some point you need to actually take action. And when you say have confidence, that's kind of what I, th- I think about is like you have to at some point take action and have the courage to move forward, even without having a hundred percent of information, you know? And then if, if something happens, you're in it. Like there's no turning back at that point. You got to figure out a way to get through and then, and you leverage your team, you leverage the resources and the relationships that all of your team members have. It could be you have three team members and you talk, Hey, does anybody know anybody that's gone through something like this? And maybe one person does and they reach out. You'll figure it out. You just have to, um, once you're in it and you've made a commitment to, to your teammates and, and, and if you don't, if you don't know this answer and your teammates don't, you just need to go out and find the answer. Like you just, there's no turning back at a certain point. Right. Right. I remember like on the, the memory care deal, we had, at the at the board, the, it looked like our project was going to be approved, and then all of a sudden, one of the guys on the on the board didn't vote for it to be approved, and so uh, because we were local, um, the board of who uh, of the county, oh, the county okay. where we were ha- we were having okay. it having it built, so they had to prove it. So gotcha. the, the, you know the so but so the point was we needed to reach out to all the different board members and try to say, Hey, look, is there a reason why, you know, and try to explain what, what, what was going on. And so, you know, but nobody had experience doing this. Right. So, but we were the local ones. And so we said, okay, I'll do it. You know? And so you try to find out as much as you can about each board member and, and, and then go to them and try to get a meeting for coffee or just on the phone. 
But like, I guess the point is, if you know, you just have to think outside the box sometimes, and um, and you make this commitment to your team, and um, and you just do your best. You continue moving forward. You continue educating yourself, and if you have to network outside of them, you, you do it. But you just got to get it done. And um, it's sort of like again, I'm going to refer you back to your book when you said you were having your kids. When you're having your kids. There was no manual, right? You didn't right. know, like there's, but there's certain things that come up in these deals that sometimes there's not a man, like it's just outside the box, right? So and there's no perfect you, time, right? Like who, who is at the perfect time to have a kid? Like, you know, like you yeah. don't have enough money. You don't, your job isn't exactly what you want. There's, you know, whatever the case may be and you got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you just, pull your pants up and, and get to work, you know, on some deal. So uh, anyways, no, it's, but again, I think, you know, if you're someone just getting into it, I think you, um, you try to find the right people. And I think, again, I maybe in the beginning got a little stuck with paralysis by analysis, looking at all these deals, looking at all these deals, right. But then, you know, finally, you know, you, you got to get that team and you got to make, you know, you start making offers and then, you know, once the deal is done and you, you've won that one, like, there's no turning back. You got to make it happen. Yeah. That's take, take it all goes back to taking action. Yeah, absolutely. Taking action. I mean, look, there's, there's people that join, I'm sure you've seen it. Like people that join the multifamily mentorship group and they try to go after a few deals. They don't win a deal. And then they go on to something else. Like they, they're not committed. You know, I think that that's, the first decision that you have to make is, you know, you have to decide you're going to do something. You got to commit to it and then just keep freaking pressing, pressing forward. It may take three months or three years, like, but you don't give up. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you, so I was going to, I was looking at a, uh, so I had done the LP deals, had not done a GP deal yet. And was working with some of the brokers. And this guy had an 18 unit in Tampa. And I actually, I can't remember if I texted you or called you. And you may not even remember. But uh, we went and we toured it. And I had some questions. And, and you actually, you wrote back to me or texted me. You're like, what are you looking at an 18 unit for? You know? <laughs> and, and, I don't uh, remember that. But. But, but, but it was like, what are you looking at an 18 unit for? And... In a way, I, I said, you know, I, I was like, wow, but it was because I was trying to do it myself, right? You know, and I thought that's what I could take down, but it was mindset, right? So mindset. it was like, again, get get the team, pull them together, but not understanding all the dynamics of a team in the beginning, you know, it took a little bit longer and we're still fighting the mindset of, I got to do it myself, I got to do it myself. And so, you know, um, you know, I'm saying mindset and taking action, right? But these are all things that I struggled with in the beginning as well. But I think that that's where it adds value to other people that are looking, you know, that are earlier on in their journey that they understand that, look, we were scared too, man. You know, I remember when I wired my the first money on the first syndication deal, I was scared, man. I was like, did I just wire this to Never Neverland? Like, and I knew the people, <laughs> like, but it's still... When anytime something's new, you know, it's going to be scary. So now you, now you're a GP in four deals and somebody calls you, you know, you're nowhere near the, like the nervousness that you had the first time somebody asked you to partner on a deal. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you sure. still want to partner with good people that you, tr you know, like, and trust. Um, but the first time, you know, there might be a little imposter syndrome. Like, am I, do I have enough knowledge? Do I have enough experience? Like all those negative thoughts in your head. But now, because you've done it, you're like, I could do it. Yeah, a hundred, you know, a hundred percent. And the one thing too, that I really am glad that of the process is that, you know, many of the deals, right, have all been right here, right, in, in the Tampa Bay market. And so, we have been more of, of, let's say, boots on the ground, especially on the multifamily. So by being um, boots on the ground, right, we're doing, you know, we're doing the touring, we're doing the underwriting, we're understanding the market, we're looking at the comps. Um, I have a pretty good construction background as well. 
Um, my, my family grew up, uh, we had heavy equipment, cranes in Philadelphia and in Florida. And uh, anyways, we used to do a lot of that. So I, I understood when I could go look at a property, I did a lot of this stuff. So um, so working on the CapEx, right? Trying to figure out, you know, walking around, looking, analyzing. Um, so understanding all that. But then, you know, when you go through the full process, right? Um, uh, getting um, a syndication uh, software, right? You know, I've worked with them. We've done that already. Uh, I've been in a lot of the, the meetings and doing the initial conversations with the lender, trying to find out what rates we're looking at. But, um, you know, and then looking through the contract. So I'm glad I've been through all of those pieces. May not have been the lead on every one right? Um, in the insurance, but I understand all of them now. So going forward, I feel yeah very confident in in a deal that I can bring a lot of value on many different fronts. Yeah, that's huge. And like I I I don't know about you, but like I've learned a lot from the on-site property manager, right? Like I'm not I'm not there, you know, getting leases and you know touring you know units with with new tenants, but having conversations with the on-site person. You know, I learn a lot about, you know, what what's important to people. And that can apply to, okay, well, how am I going to put CapEx money in, into the deal? Um, or, you know, what are some of the objections that people come and look at units and they don't, you know, end up leasing? Like, why? You know, can we do something proactively as an ownership group to change that? And so, you know, they're, they're doing their job, but if you ask the right questions, you can... You can learn a lot. You can, and I, you know, one of one of our uh, one of my partners on the one deal. Um, when we do our um, our asset call with the property management company, and we're going through the numbers, and it it's something that I'll use going forward. But he says, "What do you need from us? How can we help you?" Right. So, what else can like? Okay, what do you need? You know, and right. instead instead of saying this is what we're giving you. Right. What do you need to make it happen? And so um, at the end, you'll that maybe you can't give them all of it, but at least you understand where they're coming from. And then if you give them what they need, then there's on the other end, there's no excuses. Right. 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 Give, so, give me you know, this and now we can achieve this result and then they don't achieve the result. Then you're like, yeah. all right, well, somebody's got to be accountable at some, you know, at some it, point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I thought that was a really it was a great question. Um, and, and then you just, you know, you work on the response and then, um, you know, just follow, you know, follow up on it, but, but really learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is going out on property tours, like, you know, the brokers have a lot of information, you know? So, Hey, you ask the broker, you know, Hey, what would you do on, on this property? Where, you know, where do you see the value? And then sometimes they share their own opinion, but sometimes they may have just had a a tour with somebody else that said, Hey, I plan on doing this. And, and then they regurgitate that to you. And you're like, Oh, that is, that's a good idea. Um, whether you do it on that property or on a different property, each one of those tours, you have that knowledge bank. Very true. No, that's, that's a great point. And I remember that happened on a couple, on a couple tours you know, um, exactly what you said, where they were like, yeah, this, these other guys brought up this idea. Sometimes they take the credit, but sometimes they'll, they'll give credit to the other person. Right. And uh, yeah, and it just opens up, especially if it's if it potentially could add value to the property right. and maybe help you close the deal, right? So for them, it's, it's of course, an advantage uh, to, to, to use that information as well. Yeah, they're, they're hoping that you can underwrite and, and pay as high a price as possible so they can get the deal done, they can make their commission. And and, um, but you know, Hey, if it helps you and so be it, so be it, uh, it's a win-win. Um, so what's kind of the next big stretch goal for you? Like, where do you go from here? So, you know, we sort of have a couple stretch goals, which, you know, one, you know, what we would like to do is, you know, we'd like to be able to close two or three deals a year let's say for the next four or five or six years um, here, uh, you know, for sure, hopefully in the Tampa Bay, Central Florida uh, market. But if it, if, it, if it leads us outside of that with other uh, general partners, then so be it. We would not, not do that, right? 
Um, but uh, our our overall is, you know, our our company name is Pintez Investment Group. And so we want to have this umbrella where we have a multi, you know, multifamily division, right? And let's say Rena and I stay involved with that. But then we have our brokerage division, which uh, we want to continue to to build and expand that, which, you know, of like our one son's getting involved. So we sort of would like uh, if he would maybe continue to be able to grow that. And then we still have some single family rentals that that we, we've kept for ourselves and possibly look at do we want to, which is a natural uh, progression would be get into property management. So do we want to have a property management division, right? So we sort of want to have this, this, you know, Pintez investment group. We got our multifamily here. We have our brokerage, grow that, and then maybe a property management. And, um, and then we also in the beginning would do fix and flips. And, um, you know, you may not believe it, Darren, but, um, you know, Rena's always dressed up, got the high heels on the dress, but, you know, she's a great painter. You know, we, really? I mean, we used to, yeah, I mean, we used to do a lot of that stuff ourselves, weekends and nights when we were starting out. So we enjoy doing some of the fix and flips because you can get some cash, you know, relatively quick, but also seeing the progress rate of, of a property, you know, um, from start to finish was very satisfying for us. So we may, you know, have a division over there where maybe one of one of our kids maybe hands, handles that division as well. So, you know, the, the stretch goal would be, you know, have a full company and we have our multifamily and investments over here, our brokerage, and then, you know, maybe one or two of these side, these little side things that, that they can help grow as well. That's very cool. I mean, when I think, thinking of you having all those different silos, the, um, I mean, there's cross uh, functionality yeah. going across them, but you could easily, you know, it, just talking about the senior care facilities. I mean, you could end up having, you know, you, you build up the, the multifamily, you could add in senior, senior care, and then, you know, and just kind of see how, how each one, you know, flows. And, and like any business, you look for where is the demand? And if all of a sudden you have a bunch of investors that are like, hey, I like this multifamily thing, but I want to diversify. Can you get into more of these types of deals? And next thing you know, you've got a whole another division. No, and that's it. And, you know, really like, like when, you know, I say we got multifamily, right? But then we, we're talking fix and flips. I might be like, oh, it doesn't make sense. But we have the contractors over here that are fixing the units. So it's just a matter of saying, hey, look, guys, I need I got this property over here. I need you to come over here and do this to it. Right. And so, you know, it, it's not as like mind blowing as, as you think. And again, it's like once it's a mindset, right? Once you've done it two, three, four, five, six, seven times to do it again is, is not like so overwhelming. So it's just a matter of having then a team under you that can do those things for you. You know, so I know another syndication group um, that they are have you know, they were fixing flippers. Um, they are mainly multifamily now. Um, but what what they've done is they they still do some fix and flips, but they just change their margin. Like, all right, I'm only gonna I'm only gonna do those deals if I get a really strong margin. You know, versus you know a lot yes. of those fix and flippers might be working on a you know much more best case scenario. Um, they're like, I know I'm going to make money on this deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, we, like, I would say the last two years, we've, we've slowed down on that for sure. Um, the market was a little tough as well. Uh, prices, it was, it was getting hard to, to find a deal. I mean, you know, the second something came up, there was 20 offers on it. So right, right. for, for, you know, you'd have to, and most of the deals that we had at, did, that we got were, were basically off market. So you just need to continue to do that. But it was on market. It was hard to find anything. And we were so busy with trying to get these deals up and running and going that we didn't have a lot of time for that. But it was something that we did enjoy. We talk about, you know, maybe when the time's right, maybe do a couple more of these and have the kids more involved in it. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good way for them to get involved. So what, what do you like to do for fun outside of outside of business? So, I mean, first of all, we're, like Rena is a huge traveler, which has rubbed off on me. I mean, I've always loved <laughs> to travel, but... I, you know, used to travel more in the States, you know, 
And um, since we've been together, we've we've traveled a lot of overseas. We've been to Italy, Greece, France, Spain, Portugal. Awesome. And then, of course, she's she's from the Dominican. So we've been down to the Dominican many times. So, so travel, for sure, is something that we love to do. Um, and then both of us like to stay in shape. So uh, we, we work out a lot. Um, we're getting into golf. Um, so we've been golfing. Um, we, we like the golf, so we're, we're, we're doing that. Well, you're in a good and place then, for it. I mean, Florida has a ton of courses, you know, between yeah. Naples all the way up through Tampa. You're going you're gonna to have a lot of different courses there. That's it. So, you know, golf and then um, working out. I play a little racquetball. So, yeah, that's – and then – we're grandparents now. So, uh, we love to be able to spend, thank you. Thank you. So we love to spend time with the family, of course, and then experience the, the grandkids on every step as growing up, you know? So we, so again, we're trying to get more freedom so we can do more of that as well. Fantastic. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, whether on the partner side or limited partner side, or just wants to pick your brain, what's the best way for them to, to reach out? Yeah. So, they can, if they would like, they, they can send me a text. My phone number is uh, 813-263-5650. Um, or you can send me an email uh, and it would be pinchottiinvestments at gmail.com. Pinchotti is P-I-N-C-I-O-T-T-I and then investments at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, um, www.pintezinvestmentgroup.com. Com. And Pintez is P-I-N-T-E-S and then investmentgroup.com. Awesome. And uh, yeah, so Pintez is Pinchotti and Cortez. I was wondering what the, what the how yeah. you guys got that, that got that name. So, um, well, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing. Um, you know, I think it's an encouragement to, to listeners to, that are early in the journey to know that, look, we all were scared in the beginning. Like we all were, you know? So, but if, you know, there's, there really is gold on the other side of the rainbow and, um, you know, you need to take action. So with that, I will uh, be signing off till next week. And Jim, again, thanks for coming on, bud. Darren, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, look forward to seeing you in January. Absolutely. I'll be down in Florida and we will definitely get together. All right. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Darren Batchelder's Real Estate Investing Show at DarrenBatchelder.com. If you liked the episode, please provide us with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. If you already provided us with a five-star review, then thank you. And please share the show with a friend.